welcome to another episode of the Jellyfish Current, where we talk about all things performance, marketing, and branding with exciting guests from our industry. I'm your host, Shamsul Chowdhury, VP of Paid Social at Jellyfish. This episode's topic will be about cultivating success in a hybrid working model. I'm joined by my two guests, Dan Paget, Chief Solutions Officer of Operations here at Jellyfish, as well as Kevin Funk, Senior People Manager at Jellyfish. Welcome and thank you for joining. So before we jump in, I uh, just kind of wanted to go through a few things, right? We've been, we're in the tail end of 2022, uh, hybrid working models not going away. We're seeing it in, in a lot of places, uh, but we're seeing interesting studies about how hybrid is sort of panning out for productivity and, and how companies are sort of uh, faring with that. So would love your, your guys' perspective on that. Um, but before we jump in, we'd, we'd love to get some intros from you two. Dan, Dan you want to start? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so hey, everybody. Uh, Dan Paget, Chief Solutions Officer here at Operations. Um, been at Jellyfish for 13 years. Um, we look after a number of things, but our technology, our data and insight, um, and a lot of our standard operating processes here at Jellyfish. Amazing. Hey, everyone. My name is Kevin Funk. I am a senior people manager supporting our global capabilities at Jellyfish. And I work closely as an HR business partner to bring insights and solutions for our current workforces. Great. Thank you. So let, let's start off a- anecdotally speaking. How has uh, the hybrid workplace affected you guys both personally as well as professionally? Kevin, you want to take that one first? Yeah, absolutely. I think from a, a personal standpoint, um, I work pretty pretty closely with our global teams, right? And our our team in and of itself is is a uh, completely global. So I work with colleagues across to different regions. So for me, the transition wasn't as impactful. But I know for many of our teams and what we've seen and, and what we've um, we've heard, it it was a a big shift uh, in the mindset and the ways of working um, and some of the challenges that arose from that. Yeah, I think for me, from a personal perspective, um, like I, I was challenged with it. I don't, I'm, I'm terrible at working from home and I need to get out of my own way, to be honest. So, so I will be in the office even as much as possible during during lockdown. I was, I was in the office. Um, I'm to- personally much, much less productive whilst I'm at home working from home. There's always something that's taking my attention off of, off of what I'm trying to do. So... I just get out of my own way and I, you'll find me in the office four to five days a week. So what are some of the ways that you've had to adopt your working style, knowing that you've had to be not only in the office, but also have to uh, work from home? So um, for me, I was, I'm, I'm challenged when I work from home. I'm just, I'm super unproductive. Um, and the gaps in my diary, I, I tend to treat like gaps. So I just need to ensure I get out of my own way. So the way that I've dealt with that is I'm just very much more explicit about what I need to achieve in that day. So I'll always have a top three to five things that I'll that I'll list about what I'm actually looking to get through that day. And then I'll always go back to that list once I've finished a call. So I don't treat those things like gaps. Like for me, there's a lot of distractions around the house and there's parcels being delivered or there's nannies or kids coming back and forth and stuff. So I just need to go in a room, lock myself there and get focused um, if I ever need to work from home today. <laughs> yeah, how about yourself, Kevin? Yeah, similarly too, right? It's it's all about being deliberate with that time um, and the time that you do have throughout the day. I think as well, 
for a lot of my role, I work a lot face to face with uh, various employees throughout the organization, um, and planning that that time to hold those meetings while also having time to work productively um, is is a is a new way of working, right? Whereas before, maybe someone would come up more organically in the office, uh, hold that conversation, then turn back around and and continue to to work on that current item. Whereas now, it's it's more of that deliberate ownership of your of your calendar throughout the day. Uh, I love the thing you mentioned, Dan, regarding like the, the three to five things you need to get done. Uh, not sure if anyone's read, um, or I'm sure you've heard of, but perhaps not read, uh, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, right? Talking about like those mission-critical elements for the day. And I've never actually never thought about that, right? Like blocking your calendar so that you don't think, oh, I've got a free period. So if you block that time to actually do it, it's a, it's a good way not to get distracted because definitely like mm-hmm. you, oh, and kids running around, packages, all, and any little distraction, it can be tough to sort of focus Yep. So Kevin, kind of shifting a bit in terms of, you know, knowing that a lot of companies sort of uh, address the hybrid working model, have you seen candidates in terms of what they're looking for uh, in terms of what the, you know, the workplace culture is like and, and you know, what, what, what the, mo- the working model is for them? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think now it's that hybrid working model is kind of that expectation for many that are in the market currently. Um, we're in a very different era where people have really taken a notice to the benefits of this working model um, and how an organization can meet the needs of our future workforce with uh, that will determine that success within that capture of that talent. Um, I think I think. Uh, it all stems from that autonomy. People really want to remain autonomous over their over their diary, over their own uh, working pattern. Um, but it also creates a, a way for us as organizations, a, a larger challenge for how do we continue to to help people manage themselves, right? How do we continue to help people manage their time? Um, and I think overall, you know, we've we've seen that shift that that uh, that that same term, that great resignation. But overall. Mm-hmm what people are looking for is that, um, uh, that hybrid working model in many cases that we're seeing uh, of new, uh, new talent that we're attracting in. There's definite expectations. And actually, I think um, people have gone entirely the other way, less of a hybrid model, but actually wanting to find roles that are completely focused on working from home, which I think is a, is a challenge. So I think you need to decide as an organization whether that is something that you want to challenge or whether actually you're going to stand and believe in your culture and mm-hmm. the, and and having a more hybrid model so you can get people to the office and so that actually you can get people collaborating in the way that you want to so i think it it depends on your it depends on your business and what your culture is and what you're trying to achieve but i think you know here at jellyfish we're never going to compete with that because we want people in the office we believe those water cooler conversations and the collaboration and productivity that happens in the office is can't be paramounted anywhere else so um yeah i think that's the, just a decision for your your own business to make like the the whole aspect of being 100% remote i've had people you know on my team they've taken roles to, to be 100% remote and they've reached out you know a few months later saying a it's it's not 100% remote and b like hey i, I hate being at home all the time you know and i think it's that that balance right like maybe not being in the office every single day but probably being in the office more days than not to your point dan you mentioned earlier like the, the productivity is just higher i think just coming off of other people's energy, just those, yep. those organic conversations that it's tough to spark up in like a Google Hangout or in a Slack. It's just t- tough to emulate. And just, you know, even today, like we're in the same office, kind of running into this, like, oh, hey, how's this thing going? You know, what are you working on? It, it, just to be able to, to emulate those conversations is near impossible. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So as we look into, um, you know, you mentioned Dan, like the the challenges that organizations have. What are the ways that we can sort of foster that productivity without saying one way or the other? What are things that we'd have to look at? Say, hey, this is the environment that we're in. How do we be as collaborative and productive as possible? Yeah, I mean, like, I think the first bit comes with with transparency. I think we need to be clear with everybody, like what our culture is and what we're trying to trying to achieve and the reasons and the reasons why I feel like that's like that, that just that aspect is really really important but I think you need to constantly you know you do need to check actually because we're gonna like we're gonna make changes and we're gonna see things that you know we we might want to tweak a little bit in terms of our policies and the way that we're expecting that you know culture to thrive in a work from home and uh, and an office environment so that so I think it's important that we're constantly communicating with our staff about it as well and actually making sure that at, like, they are at the forefront of their mind because that's obviously why we're here right we want to make sure that they're happy in their environment and they're getting the most out of whatever it is so for me it comes from that it's about transparency it's about communication and it's about it's about listening to actually what everyone wants to achieve of course we need to balance that with what the organization wants to achieve as well mm-hmm. but i think if we can take all of that into consideration we'll arrive at a spot where um you know we're arriving in a good place yeah that's a great point dan i, I think that the framework and how to manage the need of that return to the office right and and building back building back the culture um and the psychological safety of our people through policy that's probably been the biggest challenge i think that we've seen and we've faced um but also we've succeeded and successfully done as well right I was just going to ask you, Kevin, in terms of like the, that element you just touched upon, like that that whole mental health element of it, and knowing that you know in the, the early days of the lockdown, people are oftentimes by themselves and remote, and kind of not having that sense of belonging, that sense of connection. What have been some ways that you've seen uh, to help people that are struggling in those individual uh, environments? Yeah, I think it's. I, I think in a lot of ways, it's connecting them back to the organization and and the culture of the organization. Right? It is. It is. Um, it, it's showing them that they're part of a, a larger network that they can lean on and they can trust in. Um, we do that really well here at Jellyfish with our mental health first aiders program. But I also, what I think was very interesting to see is that you know, as we took a look at at healthcare data um, in the last year, what we saw was that there was a, a number of a, a sharp increase in people who have used mental health services, right, through their insurance and through that provider. So there was clear data to show us that working from home wasn't wasn't uh, always practical, right? Wasn't the best for mental health, that there is a need for that social interaction, that in-person collaboration, uh, relying on your teams, trusting in your teams, uh, creating bonding within your teams. Um, and I think that's, that we will begin to see where people feel more connected with their teams by coming into the office. I think um, just to add to that, Kevin, I think you also need to give a reason to come into the office. Like there's no mm-hmm. point... I, in, from my perspective, there's not much point in coming in and everyone with their headsets on not chatting to each other. It needs You need to come into a collaborative environment. I think like team days are like really, really important where you try and get everybody in, you know, whatever that looks like, whether it's a session, whether just everybody's in and chatting and they're on the same bank of desks, whether it's drinks after work, whatever it is, I feel like actually having those things in place are really important. You have to, you know, you can't just you can't just say come to the office. This is our yeah. culture. You have to Definitely. actually bring people into the, into the culture and actually make sure that you know you're having 
so it's you know that and that could be different for any organization but i think for us it is about those team days it is about bringing people into an environment where actually they see that collaboration so they start to see actually the value of being in the office and make, and, and having productive conversations yeah definitely definitely rebuilding you know that community within the office space and and giving them a reason to return not just not just for the day-to-day work but but to partner across uh, with various teams and the people that they work with um, every day, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing that a lot across agencies uh, that, you know, a lot of my friends work across different companies and they're saying like, oh, there's certain days where, you know, capability X will all be in the office together to sort of collaborate or this account team or this whole vertical team will show up. And you know, to the point you guys are making, just that collaboration just lends itself easier there where, hey, everyone that's, you know, on the retail teams, everyone in the office together, coming into holiday what are the things that are happening what are the things that are big in the market that we can be thinking about so yep. uh, definitely some interesting things there so for you guys like on, on the operations and, and people team like we have global organization global teams uh, people all over uh, are there days that you've seen work better than others not any not for me not anything any specific days we'll like we'll have a monthly operations meeting and i'll try and get everybody into the office on those days as an example so you know it Obviously, we're all across the world, right? So there could mm-hmm. be people in America, there could be people in Brazil, in the UK, wherever else. But I think the important thing is, is just using that as a mechanism to get everybody in the office. And we'll end up with, you know, 20 people sitting in, in the UK, 10 people in America. And, and it's good. And I'll always recommend that we go out for drinks, post that meeting, like post that or for lunch or whatever anyone wants, anyone wants to do. Because um, so it's always... It's just finding what those spots are. And again, it's different for everybody. But for me, that monthly, even though it's once a month, is still just a perfect opportunity to get people in and collaborate. Right. And I think there's no shortage of studies that show that drinks are a great incentive to bring people together. <laughs> so drink, drinks, true. food, yeah, drinks and food usually get people together. So, so, so yeah. speaking of study, sorry, Kevin, were you going to add anything? No, I was going to say that, you know, that uh, similar to Dan, right, any of those internal internal company meetings, that's a great time to get everyone in uh, across the globe together as well. And we've seen that with our with our jellyfish now um, and being able to to bring that food and drink in office, get people excited about what's going on um, and then begin to bond over things outside of outside of day to day. Right. Yeah, and we um, and we recently did roundtables in each region with mm-hmm. which the country MDs held to you know just talk to everybody about their feelings and around these topics as well. And I've never seen the office so busy because actually mm-hmm. everyone wants to put forward their their view. In Rygate, we couldn't get a parking space; nobody could get a parking space. Everyone was parking out on the road, whereas normally it's it's like half it's half empty. Right. But again, it just shows actually. Like we're there, we're trying to create an environment, we're listening to people, like all of the things that I said earlier, I think actually stand true. Like it was the busiest day in the office. And actually, you know, it's for all of those reasons that we're there to listen and we're there to understand and talk to people and and they come into an office full of people, which is got to be you know valuable right yeah and from a personal standpoint going home i feel so much more energized going home after being in an office that is full of of life uh and people who are you know there for the same mission um it's incredible to go home and and even on that commute you're not you're not tired when you get back right you go okay that was a great and fulfilling day uh with my colleagues yeah definitely i can uh definitely attest to that that feeling um so we're two and a half ish years past the, the initial lockdown. Obviously, a lot of things have changed, but they've remained the same. And there's been no shortage of studies from uh, organizational leaders like Ernst and Young and Harvard Business Review showing that 
there are benefits of being in the office as well as being home. Uh, one interesting study that I saw was of, that Microsoft conducted where uh, they saw that the first three months productivity was great, right? People were more productive than they were in the office. And in month four, it kind of shot down and like productivity took a hit because I guess all this autonomy people had to kind of go back to your, both of your points earlier, where it's you, you sort of have this free time or you well, free in quotes, right? Free time, or you don't know necessarily how to uh, schedule your day around because you're not used to being at home. You're used to being in the office, you know, knowing these types of things that have been going on. What are some things that you guys have had to adjust with? Like, like the benefits that you found, Hey, this thing that I do at home is great. I can actually be productive and how can I take that into the office? Is there anything that you guys have uh, come across that you found? Oh, this is great. And I want to share with my team. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, I think, I think for me, the the thing that I'd highlighted earlier, which I think is important anyway, is the three to five things that we want to achieve during that day. And I've, and actually, that's a conversation I've been having with my team a lot. So it has got me in that particular mindset where I've actually been thinking about that thing, and then. I think what a lot of people do is they look at the task they've got to do and they just look at this massive long list and I'm actually mm-hmm. like, look, you know, l- like let's look at an 80, like 80, 20 split. Actually, like what's going to have like the biggest, the, the 80% of the impact by doing 20% of the tasks and actually like that split kind of works out well, right? So actually, I think that's actually really helped. I think that started through lockdown of me trying to organize my day but actually and I have the conversation with the team like don't look at everything that's ahead of you look at what's going to have the biggest impact you focus on those three to five things for the next day week month you'll end up delivering so much more productively than you would have done by looking at the entirety entire list that actually you're trying to work through yeah I think some a benefit that I, I took in from from going from remote as we returned back to the office is you know we uh, it helped me prioritize, right? Does this need to be a deliberate meeting? Does this need to be a set meeting? Or is this something that we can communicate in a different way to make it more impactful, to drive it uh, successfully and give some time back in order to do the work that's, that is meaningful and is going to add value? Um, I think that was a, a huge learning for myself coming back into the office. I can still do that, right? We, you know, Even if that other person is in the office, I don't have to wait to find and squeeze some time in to catch up with them throughout the day adjusting my communication style to make myself more productive um, and and uh, turn back around and, and add more value in different ways. Yeah. And then on just Kevin on communication styles, I think I found during definitely during the lockdown and obviously this comes into working from home as well. I've, I've started to probably over communicate in some areas where actually like, you know, I'll have a meeting, I'll follow up on Slack. I'll let people know that I've sent an email on Slack and stuff, but I don't think it's always a bad thing. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. I've probably taken that more into actually our our working environment as well, where actually I'll have a meeting, but then there'll be follow-ups and I just feel like actually it's, it's probably more, more collaborative. Like, when everything was on lockdown and obviously working from home, you have to work harder to create that conversation and to make Mm -hmm. sure that people know that you're across things and, you know, that you're collaborating. And I think actually that's not, that's not a bad thing. Like I'd rather over communicate than under communicate. So I think that um, that's definitely a thing that I've probably taken through as well and making sure that actually that communication is always really, really strong. Yeah, Dan, I think, a lot of that's a great point because I think a lot of organizations have found that during this time they need to actually double down on communication, right, um, and double down on on their efforts in communicating more broadly to reach more people. In terms of uh, 
going to the office, have you guys found like a sweet spot of which days you, you found works best or is it kind of like constantly changing depending on what the day holds? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the good thing. I think that's the good thing about having a flexible work from home policy because actually think like things change. Like for me, it could be there's school drops to do or, you know, some, something, something else is happening. Someone's come around to fix something and actually having that flexibility to be able to adjust, like while still doing like the, the days in the office, I think is, I think is valuable. Um, and I see that like it's, when I'm in the office, there's, there's lots of different people coming and going, which I, I think is also, is also good, but there doesn't seem any like staple days. Um, I think that actually just having the flexibility is probably the, the core aspect. Yeah, I agree completely. I think having that flexibility um, and choosing to deliberately go in, to go have a set time to go in and, and a reason to go in as well, it, it drives the day better also when you're in office. I find myself more productive when I go into the office because there's a reason that I'm there. There's a mission that I'm, I'm looking to achieve, right? Um, but then also it, it gives that flexibility if something does happen, right? It has that that uh, that impact there as well um, to, to evolve with the day-to-day uh both personally, which is important to people, and then also the time to be productive, get work done, um, and really knock it out. Yeah, and it got like it actually got me to thinking. Like when I was preparing for this um, for this podcast, I'd started to look at other stats, and I looked at you know looked at a lot of things. And there's so there's so many different types of stats on you know working from home and flexible policies, and you know how it affects productivity or mental health and what the benefits are and the disadvantages and or you know how it affects certain people of a certain age or or sex or or whatever and whilst I think that obviously all of those all of that data is is valuable it got me thinking well actually I don't think there's a right or wrong answer I think actually you need to do what's right for your organization and you need to be flexible for all of those individuals that are also Mm -hmm. different and have different environments at home and they've got different they've got different ways of working and like you need to be flexible to the to the entire thing so as i said i don't think i don't think there is a right or wrong answer you need to do what's right for your organization and, and the staff that are within it a very valid point so if you had a crystal ball and you can look into the future what would you guys say is the the future of office culture and what does that look like I think it's I think it's just striking a good balance. I think all of the things that we've spoken about in getting people to the office, wanting to enjoy going to the office, it's collaborating with their like their teams and other people. Um, I think whilst maintaining that flexibility and we see productivity in a really good place, regardless of where you're working. But I think that takes a lot of work, right? A lot of communication, a lot of setting up the right technologies, a lot of understanding the right data. There's so many aspects to actually making that work that you constantly need to optimize. Um, but I think it's it's a mix of all, of all of that stuff. Yeah, I agree with you completely, Dan. I think it is it is going even even further too to say that uh, you know, helping leaders also evolve with the with the current trends and the current needs, right? It's always been about meeting the needs of of your employees within your organization. And I think if I if I could look into that crystal ball, I don't think it's going to look much different than than it had than it does today. Um, just what we what we are looking at and measuring may look a little bit different overall, right? How we are defining successes may be may be a bit different when it comes to office culture. Yeah, I mean, uh, office culture is such a big staple of the workplace that it's sort of paved the way for a lot of shows like The Office, Parks and Recreation, as well as several others. Um, I think this hybrid working model, if it can't retain this level of office culture, it'll be interesting to see like 
those cultural icons, they, they may become irrelevant um, for future generations entering the workforce. And anecdotally speaking, the office banter is, is a huge part of the workplace. Um, and I really enjoy that, right? Like whether it's sports or TV shows, vacations, whatever it may be, it sort of builds that camaraderie. And, and without it, it kind of goes away. It's really tough to build that camaraderie remotely. I mean, kind of just looking at the people that we've hired uh, during the pandemic versus pre-pandemic employees and, and, and the kind of rapport you have with them, just that level of, oh, these, these are you know, my preferences and being able to spark those conversations. And you know, what studies have shown is that um, generally when you work with people that you have higher camaraderie with and you've got your quote unquote work friends, uh, the, the turnover is less, right? You, you feel mm-hmm. that sense of connection, that sense of belonging. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like how that sort of pans out in, in the, the coming years. Yeah, I, I would say for for organizations who are looking to to dive deeper into their into their culture, right? Um, it, it's going to really start with taking a look and assessing that culture of your organization overall and how people are communicating and how the organization can continue to communicate and open accesses to others. Right. Um, I, I think that's where we will we will really start to see an evolution when people start to see, OK, how can we continue to positively impact and build a, a strong, a strong culture? Dan, anything to add to that? No, I was just thinking we did a number of company integrations, brought on a number of new staff during a mm-hmm. lockdown. And that was that was that was tough. Like it was so mm-hmm. tough doing that virtually, try, having to try and build that culture. Like we we wanted to build one culture and trying to do that all online and digitally was tough. It's very, very different, right? Normally you'd go and you'd stand in front of everybody, go and meet them face to face, shake hands. Like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very different, um, perspective, but I, but I do actually believe that it can be done. I think actually mm-hmm. like, you know, some of the forums that, that we have, some of the way that the way that we communicate things, some of the, the benefits that we've got as a company, I think you can still get through it all, but I don't think anything can top <laughs> coming to the office and actually yeah. meeting those people and, you know, build and as you say, the camaraderie, Sham, building those relationships is like is, right. is is so is so fundamental. Yeah, those in-person meetings, I'm looking forward to. I think some of the the, the integrations that we've got are pretty cool. Countries, uh, Brazil, Mexico, Australia. Yeah. So, yeah, sign me up whenever uh, you need me to go out there for some, <laughs> some integration work. So, for sure, uh, for sure. I, I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Dan and Kevin, for joining. Uh, just talking through. Uh, a successful hybrid working environment and what the future looks like. Uh, I'm Shamsul Chowdhury speaking from London. Uh, be sure to tune in to our next episode where we'll discuss the optimization O's, uh, the importance of SEO and ASO with client partners uh, Sam and Jellyfish's chief client officer for Earn Media, Nick Fediplace. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform you use to stay updated with the latest episodes. And do leave a review if you feel so inclined. If you have any questions or feedback, please uh, feel free to email us at thecurrent at jellyfish.com. We'd love to hear from you. Oh,